Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise and create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker, and we are cruising through retirement. You know, on today's show, if you're planning to retire in 2022, we've got some suggestions that you really should be doing right now to potentially help you get there. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Kevin, of course, been helping folks for more than 30 years. He is an IAR, an investment advisor representative, a fiduciary, an independent. Silverleaf Financial is where you find him. Reach out to him via his website. It's silverleaffinancial.com. Uh, hey, Kevin, what's going on? Hey, you know what? It is a, uh, it's been a very interesting week in the markets this week. Well, it has. (laughs) Sure, for sure. Well, and again, no, we were talking at the end of the show last week. uh, I I got into, I started asking you about pure growth and and you kind of, you know, you were giving me some year end stats and some interesting stuff. But um, I think this week was, was uh, particularly interesting for you. It was. You know what? If uh, anybody that listened to the show last week, you know, um, one of the stocks that I mentioned uh, that, that I was buying or that I owned, uh, was Zim, a shipping company. Its symbol is Z-I-M. And uh, if you take a look at it, guys, it, it's what, what I want to point out and show everybody is that, you know, they're, they're, if, if you can pick a good stack, you can make money even when, the market in, even when the market indexes are going south and they're tanking and they're losing money. And this is case in point. It certainly doesn't work this way every time, but, but it did work this time. And if you look at it, Zim uh, in the last week is up, I want to say just over 14%, one four. Wow. So, so that's in the last five trading days, okay? <laughs> um, Goodness, you know it, it was up today. It was up like uh, something like 07 percent. Uh, and if yeah. anybody saw saw the market today, you know, you know Nasdaq got slammed two and a half percent, almost four hundred points down on Nasdaq. Um, you know, on the Dow and the S and P earlier in the day, the Dow was holding up pretty well. You know, when Nasdaq was down maybe uh, one hundred fifty points or something, two hundred points, right. the Dow was actually still up. But then later on in the day, as the selling intensified in Nasdaq. Uh, that's when it spilled over into the S&P and into the Dow. So the S&P dropped 1.4%, while NASDAQ dropped uh, something like two, just over 2.5%. Two, two wow. Uh, but, but the shippers, 
that's what I've been that's what I've been getting into lately. Um, Matson is another one I I believe I mentioned. Uh, yes. The symbol is M M A T X Matson. If you take a look at that, we're we, now this is one we've had for a while. We're up 36 percent on Whoa, this one. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, they're they're yeah, and they're heading the right direction, and they still look like they're going higher in my view. And, and now, guys, I'm not recommending you go out and buy these stocks. What I'm trying to do is just show you that if you're able to to identify a, a good company in, in a in a sector that's trending well, then you can make money even in even in a down tape, right? So even in the market's going down, there are other stocks that are making money, right? Yeah, you just have to be in, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Um, and and you know, tech stocks, especially the high growth, high multiple. Uh, well, you know, you know what? I don't even know if I can call them high multiple stocks. These companies that don't have any earnings. Okay. okay. That, think about something like a Peloton or Zoom or DocuSign. All right. These things all did fantastic last year when the uh, pandemic first started. And everyone said, okay, everybody's going to stay in. So we're going to need all these things. You know, everyone's going to buy a Peloton on bike was the theory. And you're going to be working out at home, paying your 50 bucks a month to, or whatever it is. <laughs> Which personally, I never thought that made any sense. But um, but nonetheless, they, you know what they're calling it now? They're calling Peloton a very expensive hanger. It's yeah. a very expensive, very expensive place to cl- hang your clothes. Well, that's what happens uh, with those things, right? I mean, it's like just it's, a, just like a gym membership. You got to go. Oh, you got to go. And anybody that's, you know, any, anybody that's followed the trends, you know, that something like over 80% of the people that make, you know, the new year's resolution to lose weight and get in shape. They, they, they're done with that generally in the first month. Generally um, speaking, yeah, maybe another week. <laughs> yeah. You know, so maybe, but by middle of February, you know, I, I go to the gym all the time and generally you see a crowd come in in January and by middle of February, it's pretty much thinned out. Yep. And, and I think the same thing, you know, with Peloton, the thing, one, the bike is to me, it's just the, 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 this, it didn't make sense to me is I guess the way that I could say it. I think that bike is like $2,000. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly expensive, right? There's different ones, right? Yeah. Um, but they're very expensive. And then you've got to pay an ongoing monthly fee if you want to participate in their, you know, so-called group classes, which are virtual, right? You watch yeah. them on a television yep. on a screen on the bike. Um, and which is fine. If that works for you, if that's, if, if that's what you like to do, uh, and that's what helps you exercise and stay in shape. Then I say more power, you know, more power to you. Go for it. Keep doing it. Um, you know, but from a financial standpoint in the markets, what's happening now, when we start to see interest rates go higher, uh, without getting too much into, you know, how it's going to impact, you know, we've got going to impact cash flow and it's not worth as much because interest rates are higher, uh, which is what's going on. As the interest rates go higher, that future cash flow becomes worth less money. Therefore, the stocks are less valuable. That's why these companies that have very little or no earnings are just getting, they're getting taken out to the woodshed, right? Yeah. They're, they're getting smacked around hard. They're getting crushed. And so if you have any of those high flyers in your book, in your, in your account, um, and you have any, anything like a, if you're not looking really long-term, meaning at least three, four years, in, in my view, uh, you might want to take a look as whether you should hold on to those. And, um, you know, and it might make sense depending on, depending on your goals and your age and your risk tolerance, all these things. Uh, you know, how long to hold on to those. But if you're anybody that's followed, you know, uh, Kathy Wood that runs the ARC family of funds has gotten a ton of press, a ton of media coverage over the last year or so. Because a few years ago, and I, and I believe in last year, she had phenomenal returns in her fund. But she does it with these really high flying stocks. And so I want to say her fund is down something like, I want to say 45 to 50% uh, from its high. And so it's lost half its value. And, uh, but she has said many, many, many times that her time frame is five years and she doesn't care what it does in the meantime. Um, but as a shareholder, I certainly do. Of course. And, you know, and, and, and it's all, you know, anybody that, that 
usually that's the backup. You know, that's like the first thing that you're taught uh, from a sales manager when you could become a financial advisor or a broker is that if, if, if you, you know, if you recommended something to a client and it's down, then you say, well, Mr. Jones, we're looking long term. It's going to come back. It's, you know, and, and then they go into other reasons why they think it's going to come back. And, and that's the backstop that everybody is taught is to, to tell people just hold on long term. And, and sometimes it works, but it doesn't always work. Okay. So you want to make sure you know what I'm trying to say is make sure you know what you own. And if you, if this isn't something you enjoy doing, then reach out to your advisor or find an advisor that can help you. Um, give me a call. I'm happy to help you with it. But you need to know exactly what sectors you're exposed to, what industries, uh, and then which companies within those areas. Sure. 800-975-6717. That's the number you can call to get going. In fact, I was, I was looking at Zim um, and boy, they, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, you look at Google News and you look at Zim and boy, their headlines like one after another. It's exploding. It's going. It's great. And then you look at Peloton and it's a, it's a different story. <laughs> I mean, much, yes. the 52 week high was 17109 and their 52 week low uh, was 3151. And that happened, uh, you know, yesterday. Oh, e exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I got to say, I'm really surprised because I see these folks, these portfolio managers come on, come on the news stations and, and they get questioned about that stock. And, and, you know, and I remember them recommending it saying, yeah, I just bought it at, you know, 95 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. it's down from where it was. Right. Sure. And, I, and I always think to myself, that doesn't mean it's not going lower. Right. Just because it's down. Yeah, that's exactly. I hate it. I really hate it when an advisor says that or anybody says that. Oh, buy it because it's down. OK, well, one at one, it's probably down for a very good reason. There's a lot of people selling it. That's what's causing it to go down. Right. So sure. those people have a, they have a reason. Right. Why they're selling it. And so the, the argument that something is a good value because it's down from the high is a joke. All right. Don't listen to anybody that uses that as a justification for buying something just because it's down. OK, it might never have been. Maybe it should never have been there in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. it, maybe it had no business trading over 100 bucks, because, as I mentioned earlier, when I was saying, you know, these high valuation stocks and what I refer in there is, is typically we look at valuation in terms of price to earnings. Right. The old the old standard price to earnings ratio. Um, but it means you've got to have earnings. Right. Yes. <laughs> or else, yes. Or, so it's not really a high valuation. It's really it's really a. No, it's no valuation. It's a sky high valuation, or however you want to interpret it. They don't have any earnings yet. They, they are not profitable. And so, so those are the companies, guys, that I think you need to be really careful of. If your portfolio is loaded up on stocks that don't have a PE ratio because they don't have earnings yet, um, you might want to take a real hard look at whether you want to continue holding those, because I believe those are the ones that are going to keep on getting hurt as long as we're in a rising rate environment. Um, and even if the rates stay where they are, I think what, what seems to be happening is we're seeing a rotation back. Uh, we're seeing the attention go to companies that have good fundamentals, you know, rising earnings. If you go back to some of the shipping companies, you know, if you look at the valuations on those, Steve, the valuations are single digit multiples. Okay. In other words, the, you know, the S&P is trading at something like 22, 23 times earnings. These are less than 10 times earnings and they've got growing earnings and a really nice dividend too, by the way. So so there are stocks out there that have these characteristics that you, that I believe you can make money with. You just have to spend the time doing the research. Um, another one that I mentioned a little while back was Glaxo. It hasn't had it hasn't had as big of a move, and I don't expect it to. Okay, um, but it's up. But it is up. It's up. I want to say three four percent, but it also pays almost a five percent dividend. And so um, there are companies out there, but it's getting it. And to me, what we're looking at now is a stock pickers market. I think the indexes might have a lot more trouble because, you know, when you buy an index, you know, you don't have a choice. You're getting the good with the bad, right? Yep. Um, and, and so that's the argument. 
against buying an index. Uh, I do like I, I, I like to mix it up. I like to mix up active and passive. Uh, I like to mix funds with individual stocks. And, and that's what that's what's been successful for me. Um, but anybody interested, by all means, you know, take a take a look. Uh, uh, I'm happy to show you the picks that the things that I'm looking at. Some of the other ones, uh, you know, that, that we've been doing lately, um, you know, for instance, some of the home builders, they, they, they they're very volatile. Um, but I think there's some good value there. And uh, so so those are a few of the areas that I'm looking at. And we're still I'm still long. Uh, Zem and Matson uh, and a few others in the in the shipping space. Okay, so that I mean, so what you're saying is that you know, pure growth is uh, starting 2022 off on the right foot. We're starting it off on the right foot, um, and you know, but but at the same time, you know, everything. It's not like everything goes up. For instance, when I first bought Toll Brothers, it dropped five or six percent. Sure, um, you know, and and so, but we are starting off on the right foot. We're we're, we're we're just barely, we're slightly profitable, but, but it's less than 1%. Um, but however, that's compared to a down market. So uh, I want to say NASDAQ is down, what, 5 or 6% for the year? Sure. Uh, I think S&P is down about 3 But So it's not, it's, it's not like a, um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to say that we're, that we're up 100% or something crazy. What I'm simply trying to do is to outperform the market uh, and show that I've got a successful way to pick stocks. And then clients that want to have some exposure to those, this is how I will. This is how I pick the stocks and put them into the portfolios. Okay, I like it. Um, and again, folks, if you'd like to have a conversation with Kevin, you can give him a call eight hundred nine seven five six seven one seven. You can visit his website as well, silverleaffinancial.com. And so, Kevin, I, I'm curious. So, with Pure Growth, and I know you started this a year ago, July. Um, is it, what's the long term plan here? Do you have one? I, I'm sure you do. You know, I, I well, it's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Actually, and my, my intent is is to keep on managing it the way that I have been, because uh, what I'm what I'm trying to demonstrate is the ability to to pick a winning stock, and to do it in a timely manner. Okay. In other words, I don't that this strategy isn't to buy something and sit on it, see it, see if it goes down twenty or thirty percent, and then tell you it's long term. All right. That's okay. that's not that's not what I'm doing here. What I'm trying to show is that I can be successful in entry point and exit point. Meaning, you know, when do you buy? When do you sell? Right? It's not just when you buy; it's when do you sell. And and um, and so what I'm so I plan on keeping with the same strategy. But but guys, don't get me wrong. I, this isn't something that you know um, you, you don't. It's not like anybody has to engage in short term trades. You know, the uh, I believe I'm finding good entry points for these stocks, um, and I hold on to them until the momentum turns, and then I get out. Um, you know, with these, but, but I do have some clients say, you know what, let's just hold on. I'd rather hold on to a longer term. It's paying a little dividend. I'll keep the dividend. And, and that's, and, and that's the way they choose to handle it. So my, my, my intent is to keep doing it the same way. Uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll have another good year. We'll beat the market and, um, and that'll help, mo help more people to understand that, uh, that we can do that. Um, it can be done. It's not easy. Uh, you can't do it all the time, but so far we've got about a 65% win rate. So I'm wrong about one time out of three. And what I try to do, that's why I try to keep those losses minimized because, because what happens, and anybody that's been in the market sees it, you see you're down 5%, 6 7 8%, and you say, ah, you know what, maybe it'll come back, and you hang on. And then, if, and sometimes what happens, though, is it goes down more. Now you're down 15%. Say, oh, man, I don't want to sell it now. I'm down 15%. So I'll just hold on. Okay, another couple of weeks, couple of months go by. Now you're down 25 30%. Now, now that's taking a hit out of your portfolio. Because, because, you know, you might have other things that are winning, but you've got to offset a big, a much bigger loss now. And so I, I in this portfolio, I don't like to set on losses. If it, turn, if it even hits to be a 10%, if I'm down 10%, then that tells me I was wrong. 
I was wrong on my entry point. I, w- I was too early. Um, and, and I want to get out because I thought I had a good entry point. And if I'm down 10%, then it was not a good entry point. I was wrong. Sure. And so, so I take that loss. Um, and, but that's been, that's, what's been working. Like on the Maxim position, I mentioned, we've got a really nice profit on it. Um, and it's another, another one is Santander, uh, symbols SC financial stock. Um, I want to say we're up about 25% or so on that one. And so I want to let the winners run. And if I can get 40, 50, 60% gains on the winners, and then, you know, I'm, I'm cutting my losses at less than 10%. That's how we wound up last year with just over a 35% gain uh, for calendar year 21, net of all, net of all fees, net of charges. Um, and I'm in the process of finding, you know, I'm, I want to get it. It's only been a year and a half, so I was waiting to get it audited. I thought I needed more time, but I've had some people ask me if I could get an audited report or something like that. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to get a third-party verification. So it removes any doubt about everything I'm saying sure. about this portfolio. Well, then that's very, that's very cool, and and th- th- that you're able to do that now. Um, so I'm guessing that you would uh, you'll share some information when that when that comes back. No question, no question. I'm going to get documentation from from a third an independent third party that will document, review all the trades, double check, triple check everything, and then they're going to give me a letter uh, stating that it has been reviewed, and and uh, uh, that's that's what I will share with everybody. It's like a certificate of authenticity, right? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I spent a lot of time and a lot of effort doing this. I certainly don't want anybody thinking that it's not true. Right. Of uh, course. Yeah. I, well, that I, makes perfect sense. I like it. You know, but at the same time with so many, you know, let's face it, we're in a world right now, there's a lot more lies being told every day than ever in history. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's, I think it makes sense. People question pretty much everything nowadays. I think you should question most everything. And so I want to make it easy for people to realize and understand and see that it's legit. 100% legit. Um, and uh, and so I'll have that documentation as soon as possible. All right. Fair enough. The uh, the other thing that, that really rings really loudly for me anyway is that you are so good at taking the emotion out of this thing. It's, you know, you, you don't care, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is business. It's 100, 100% business and it's not emotional. It, it uh, and that's really, I like to use the rules-based, you know, we talk about rules-based strategies. Yeah. And, and the rules-based strategies, uh, uh, that type of strategy is objective. In other words, there's no emotion. There's no subjectivity to it. There's no room for you know an evaluation of something uh, because there are many, many different characteristics, many rules that enter into the portfolio that when we go through, when I go through and I screen the stocks and I'm looking for all the companies that meet this pre-established set of criteria, um, it, it'll, it spits out the winners, okay? So all the companies that it shows me are ones that meet all the rules that I want it to meet. Um, and, and so, uh, and it works the same, it works on the other side as well. If you buy something and then all of a sudden the next time I run the filter, it does not meet that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't come through the filter on the other end saying, hey, we passed, then it's gone. I sell it. Um, so, I, so I use two indications. One, I, it would want to be price action going against me. Then I say, you know what? My entry point was not good. I was wrong for whatever reason. I'm out. Uh, or if it doesn't meet the filter and doesn't continue to say this is a this is a you know screaming buy. Sure. All right. The <laughs> and again, it's it's always a it's always a learning experience to sit here with you, Kevin, and and uh, I so enjoy it. Hey, I appreciate that, Steve. And you know what, guys? The nice thing is there are a lot of these stocks out there. You know, I don't. So some of the and some of these, by the way, you, you like this trading strategy I'm referring to. I'm using Roth accounts and, and, and I'm using IRA accounts, uh, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, because there are, there, uh, if, it was, if it was a regular uh, you know, non-retirement account, then your taxes would be taxed like income, whatever income tax bracket you're at, because they're short-term trades. 
Uh, you have to hold something for at least one year to be considered a long-term capital, uh, you know, capital gain. Yeah. And and so this strategy is uh, is not tax efficient. Okay, that's not the objective here. Um, I can certainly do that, but but for this situation in, in the pure growth uh, model, that is, uh, it's a high tax consequence. So we want to use retirement money for anything that we're doing short-term trading in. And again, I don't recommend this as an overall strategy. This is only something for a small piece of of, uh, of somebody's portfolio. 800-975-6717 if you want to talk more with to uh, Kevin about this. So, you know, we're kind of uh, talking 2022. We're, we're looking ahead, which is uh, a good idea. And uh, so as we look ahead, wh- what are you feeling for, for the year? I mean, you know, we were talking about COVID because everybody's talking about COVID, uh, you know, before oh, we yeah, started the yeah. show. And, and it's, uh, I mean... There's a lot. There's a lot going on, and it seems like it's going to continue to go on. And and uh, you know, but at the same time, the economy still seems strong to me. Oh yeah, yeah. In in fact, well, everybody should step back and remember and re- realize. I should say realize that the reason why the government, the central bank, uh, is raising rates is because the economy is strong. Okay, that with it, with inflation going the way that it is. The account, it, it, is, it is very strong because there's so much money out there. There's so much demand chasing, all, there's so many dollars chasing all these goods, right? It's driving up the prices. So all the companies that manufacture and, and produce these things, they're raising the prices to actually try to slow down demand and, and, and increase their profits too, obviously. Uh, but that's what's causing the inflation. So it's because, it, to me, uh, it's very clear the economy is very, very strong. Look at the unemployment rate. It's 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 got it starts off with a three, right? Our unemployment rate, right? It's what it's something like the lowest in fifty years, right? So, um, so I think I think it's going to continue this way. I I don't know. I don't. You know, there's some forecasts out there for the Fed hike rates four times this year. The consensus was three, uh, and then what caused the turbulence on Monday um, was when Jamie Dimon, you know, the boss at J.P. Morgan, he actually thinks there'll be more than four interest rate hikes because he thinks the, the economy is just ultra strong. Um, and I think it was Goldman Sachs. I believe it was Goldman Sachs came out in, on Monday or Sunday night, which affected the market on Monday, uh, when they said they expect four hikes with the fourth one to be in December, I think they said. And so that's what started the week off with the market freaking out and selling off is because of, of that extra interest rate hike. And, and the old saying, if you guys remember the saying, don't fight the Fed, that's kind of what this is about. You know, when the, when the Fed has kind of got your back and they're printing money and they're pumping money, they, they, they you know, go along with it, right? They're, they're, that's when we call the market being risk on, right? And they're yeah. saying they, you know, and that's what it's been for the last uh, for the last couple of years. Even though we've been going through COVID, the market has been looking past it. The market is looking way past COVID, uh, and the expectation is that it's it, you know, we're not going into more shutdowns, and uh, and that we are going to get through this and get back to work, um, you, you know. And and personally, I'm ready to I'm ready to ditch the mass and and just go back to normal. Anybody that's chosen not to get vaccinated, whatever happens, happens. It's your choice. Um, but I, I say we get rid of the mask and go back to normal and just let the chips fall where they may. I'm I'm all for that. And and one of the other factors here. So, right. The job, you know, the jobless rate is as low as it's been in, in you know, many, many years. Um, yes. But yet there's still a lot of people that that I mean, there's still a lot of short staffing everywhere, it seems. And I think that, that yes. probably is covid related. And then you go through and throw inflation in there and it just gets confusing sometimes. And what does all that mean? It, it well, I think it means we're going to have these disruptions for a while yet, because as you know, virtually every industry, you know, every day we wake up to see more airlines canceling flights because flight attendants have called in sick or, or pilots or what have you. Um, 
You know, we're seeing it in the trucking industry. You know, a lot of the goods, you know, you remember all the container ships sitting at, sitting off port. We had some like 75 or oh, 80 yeah, container right. ships off the port of LA that couldn't come into port because, um, because they couldn't clear out the space off of the port because there, there were too many truckers that were out sick, right? Because it comes in on a ship and it gets loaded onto a truck and then they drive it wherever they're driving it, right? Right. There are so many truckers that are out sick, they couldn't get all the goods off of the port, which meant that they couldn't bring in additional cargo ships to unload. And so it's all got this chain reaction, right? And so I think as long I think as long as uh, as Omicron is going on, and as long as we've got restrictions that if you get a positive COVID test and you've got to stay home, stay out of work for five days, seven days, whatever the number is, I think as long as that rule is in place, I think this is going to keep on happening. That's why I'm saying I'm ready. Take off the mask. Forget about it. If you get COVID, you can still come to work. If you've been vaccinated, it's nothing more than a cold. And and but I think as long as we've got these requirements that you got to stay out of work. Uh, if you get a positive test on COVID, even if you're asymptomatic, um, to, to me, it's, I, I think it's ridiculous. I think anybody that at this point is still not vaccinated, then you've made your choice. And, and, and I, however it works out, it works out. It's your call. You made that decision. So everybody that's chosen to get vaccinated, I, I think we should just go on about our business, get back to work and, uh, and, and move on, uh, is, is my opinion. Um, but I do, unfortunately, think it's going to continue throughout the year. I think the volatility in the markets are going to continue. Guys, you got to remember, we're talking about interest rate hikes. That's going to make uh, stock market valuations most likely go lower. And, and we've got uh, the Fed pulling back the punch bowl in terms of how many bonds they're buying every month. They were buying something like $120 billion a month of, of our bonds. So on the one hand, you're, they're printing money with one hand and using it to buy our own bonds with the other. And, and so there's a lot of things going on. And, and so the Fed balance sheet, which is all the bonds and securities and investments that they own, um, ballooned to something like $9 trillion. And to give you an idea, that's double what it was a few years ago. Oh, and wow. So, okay. You know, so the question is, how do, how, do the, how do they get rid of those? Do they sell them or, or do they just stop buying new ones? The theory is they're just going to stop buying new ones and just kind of let the other stuff expire. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of things go at play. And then if you want to really, if you really want to take a hard look, ask yourself what, what, uh, what Putin's going to do in Russia. Is he going to invade Ukraine? Is what is this something? A hundred thousand troops along the Ukrainian border? Are they are they going to invade? And if they do, what's that going to do to the market? And then on the other side of the world, you can say, well, what about uh, China? What, what's all the saber rattling going on about Taiwan, right? Mm -hmm. And about and about Hong Kong, how they're trying to reassert reassert themselves. They don't want a democracy. They're not a they're not a democracy. They're not. No, they certainly don't want it in Hong Kong. Um, and, and so all of these things, these are the, the geopolitical things that could, that could wreak havoc in our markets, right? Not to mention, you know, anything crazy out of Iran or, you know, who, who knows? Well, so, yes, so exactly. Well, you, you know, talk so, about so, the geopolitical thing and, and, and that because we are such a, you know, connected world in, and it, we react almost immediately. It's not like, I yes. mean, you know, you think about the old days, it took a day for anything to get from one place to another and you waited for the newspaper to come out. Now, no question. Nobody looks at the newspaper. You just look at your computer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you do. And, 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 um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's just, it's not true. There, there's, there's, I think a lot of people rely on social media for their news, which is, which is more oh, lies than truth. That's, the, um, that's going to be the death of us at all. <laughs> I think, I, I tell you what, I think, I think the internet in many ways is an incredibly fantastic thing yes. but in many other ways, in many, many other ways. Um, you know, you know what, what, I, what occurred to me lately I remember, I remember seeing something that Mark Zuckerberg, when he initially started Facebook, hung up, hung up this sign or something saying, don't be evil. And right. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Don't be evil. What's that got to do with Facebook? But I get it now. 
I understand it now. Exactly. Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> you know, and uh, and 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 I don't think they've succeeded in accomplishing that you know task. I think they I think they they're responsible for a lot of the divisiveness and harshness and things that are going on in the world. Um, so unfortunately, though, these things are going to persist, right? And yep. so what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you're in the stock market. You need to have a long-term perspective and the expectation that the market could drop 10, 15, 20, 30 percent at any point in time. And you don't want it, you don't want it to cause you to lose sleep, right? You don't want it to cause you to be anxious. What it should cause you to do, if you've got a longer time horizon, if we see a drop like that, that's when you say, you know what, this is, I can buy something on sale. The stock market is the only thing, something that's always puzzled me. The stock market is like the only thing that when it's on sale, nobody wants to touch it, right? Everything else, you know, your car goes on sale, you want to buy it. Something You're at the department store or the grocery store, it's on sale, you want to buy it. Stocks go on sale and everybody's like, wait a minute, I don't want to touch that now. <laughs> and so, so I think you want to adapt the mentality that you want to see a correction because you're going to take advantage of it by buying and adding to some quality holdings when they're priced at a discount. So that's the attitude you want to take. Um, and, and, and that's what I would suggest, again, uh, that's longer term, folks. If you're if you're short term, if you're living off of a portfolio you have in the stock market, I, I think you're 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 playing with fire, because if you're depending on a portfolio to provide you income in retirement, uh, and that portfolio sinks, and you're withdrawing from it at the same time, that 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 account very well could run out of money, but you know, well before you run out of time, and so that's why I suggest to make sure that you've got guaranteed sources of income to cover all your regular bills as well as your discretionary expenses. And then any money in the market is, is is money you could afford to lose. So if that's not the case, by all means, give me a call. I'd be happy to go through it with you. Because you can help, you know, get us to where a point where it makes sense to do the things that you're doing and and to, to benefit from them, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, it, it, that, that's exactly what I do. You know, what, what I want to make sure is that everybody's got a comfortable retirement where they're able to do what they want to do when they want to do it, that they're not taking more risk than they have to take, you know. But I've also met people on the other end of the spectrum that, I mean, I've met some folks that are sitting on literally millions of dollars in, in bank accounts, earning earning like 0. 0.5, right? Mm. Truly, truly. And, and, and I say to them, it, it, you know, there's so many opportunities. I could even get you a fixed interest rate. I can get you a guaranteed rate of 3%. That's way better than 0. 0.5. Um, but, but some people are, are just uh, very, very, very resistant to change. And, and, and they're really comfortable with this one bank because they've been banking with them for the last 30 years. Exactly. And, you know, and so they just want to leave it there. Um, but, but if that is anybody that's listening, guys, there are definitely, there, there are far better alternatives that I can show you that you can get a contractual guarantee and at least get 3% on your money. Um, not, not that it's, you know, a huge number, but it be, beats the heck out of most bank accounts though. <laughs> exactly. And again, folks, if you'd like to reach out to Kevin, it's easy to reach him at uh, silverleaffinancial.com. What you'll find there is, uh, you know, a website that essentially becomes this repository of great information. I mean, you know, all the podcasts are there, but then you've got a lot of other great information there as well. Yeah. You know, you know, we really try to put up, put, uh, for, fresh new ideas and information up there. We've got weekly blogs on IR, you know, IRAs, retirement accounts, investment accounts, you name it. Um, we've got blogs and art, we've got articles, we've got videos as well as Steve mentioned the podcast. I uh, keep the last 10 or 12 shows, you know, approximately up on the, uh, on the website. And I think those are a really good idea to listen to somebody and check them out. You know, if you're looking at a few different advisors, by all means, see, do, do your other advisors have, have those tools available that you can listen to them at your convenience 24-7 whenever you want to. 
You know, you can listen to it on your phone if you want to. Yeah. Um, but it's something you can do whenever you want. And it's a way to size them up to see if they're a good fit. Just like if you would go to a dinner seminar, a lunch seminar, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're not going there just for the free meal, right? You want to, you're, 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 you're sincerely looking for an advisor and, and it's a good way to see if they're a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish. Sure. And, and that's why I like to do the podcast. And, and, and I think it's a good way to listen, uh, by, and, and guys, the other thing I would do at this point, advisors can get reviews. We can post testimonials. So I would ask anybody that you're talking to, anybody that you're considering, where are the testimonials? Read them. See what feedback they have. I've just started getting Google reviews. I don't have many. I've got two. <laughs> okay, but you got to start, right? All right, you got to start somewhere. Um, but these are real people that are existing clients that you can see comments that they've made, right? And 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 what they think. And and one particular client, he's been with me eleven years now, um, and he's referred family members to multiple family members to me, um, and he's even willing to have a phone call with somebody that I would prearrange, okay? But but ask yourself and ask your other advisors, people you're talking to, can you talk to other existing clients of theirs privately? Not with the advisor there, uh, but you can with me. And you can get a true honest opinion of somebody that's been with me for the last decade plus about what it's like to work with me. All right. Well, again, I think, uh, I mean, that's uh, that kind of sums up the uh, the whole podcast today, Kevin. And, and folks, again, if you want to reach out, it's 800-975-6717. You can also, of course, reach out at silverleaffinancial.com. Kevin, as always, this has been this has been a great conversation. And, and I always learn things. And, and boy, this whole pure growth thing, you've taught me so much. And just that just that alone. So it's, it's very refreshing. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate that, Steve, guys. And, and no, there, there are good stocks out there you can make money on and you can get paid some nice dividends too. Provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions.